I wanted to wear this hat. Very Miami vibes. Is it? Mm-hmm. I feel tropical. Compared to this weather, I need some. This weather been shit. It's been shitty, hasn't it's it? It's not consistent. I need five full days of sun. I mean, this has been a joke for so long. I don't understand how people who report the weather can get it wrong so many times it's, and yet still have a job. I know. Listen, this has been a, the brunt of many a jokes. <laughs> it has been the brunt. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like almost now it should be a scientific study. How yeah, is it that it people who report the weather can just do their job and I then guess. get it wrong so many times. I will say the one person that I like that does the weather semi well and doesn't make it a big deal like a lot of weather people do is Eric Adame on New York One. Oh, I was going to say Sam Champion. Uh, yeah, okay, but you know, all those, all those networks, all those channels have this like weather tracker 20,000 you know yes. like we've got the storm tracker of the season i'm like weather what? alert yeah. right here weather alert here download the <laughs> app for weather alerts sent to your phone directly i'm like every How? 10 minutes updated yeah be in the now new york just tell me what the weather's gonna be okay also i don't understand how people have alexas in their home and a window and then ask Alexa what the weather is like. No, because no, no, outside. no, no. Because looking outside, you can be like, oh, it looks so sunny. Go outside. It's 10 degrees. Don't do that. Because especially in New York, like today it says 64, a high of 64. It feels like 34. Thank you. It You're feels welcome. like 34. Really? I feel I think it's chilly. I think it's great. No, I need warmth. I, I like the other day when it was like 76 and I was wearing my little two piece, with, you know? No, I like it. Like, I like a hoodie weather kind of weather. I feel like people on their dating profiles get their actual statistics wrong just as many times as the people who report the weather. <laughs> like, meaning that I see you and you look circumcised kind of thing and they'll be wrong. Yeah, I'd be okay. like, oh, it, it, maybe they look like they're circumcised. Or, oh, maybe they look like they have a nice ass. And then you see them in person and you're like, wow, that was really bad reporting. <laughs> like, I almost want to send someone out into the field to investigate like that's what i think we should do i think if you're on a dating site you there should be a service where we hire you can hire an investigator it's called a private to go look at the person that you are going to go out on a date with i think there's that's what it should be I think there's, you know, we're going to start that service. We could do that. That we're would be really good, like a pre-screening. Pre-screening. Mm -hmm. You know, because you got to do it everywhere else. So That's why true. not do it when it comes to dating? Hire someone to go take a look at the person that you are gonna, about to go out with. So that way you're like, oh, yeah. Mm, a vibe oh, check, too. You go, vibe so, check. Yeah, that'd be, mm, that'd like be really Like maybe follow good. them around. That would be really good. Right? Yes, I like that a lot. A pre-screening dating app. See, see, I already went wrong. Because then I'll be like, then I'll have to fuck, too, just, just in case. <laughs> If we're gonna, if we're gonna pre-screen it to do a vibe check, let me go all the way. No, is that selfish, Dory? <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know how private investigators work? I just, <laughs> I just want to know. Oh, because oh, usually I'll be private. <laughs> I know, but private investigators rarely interact with the people. They interact with the people that they're trying to investigate. Oh, that's terrible. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it private. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, though, I like the way you're thinking. I oh, that's just me, like no? the way you're thinking. Because then everyone's going to get satisfied. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, let me ask you something. If you were to use this screening app and someone you really liked, you wanted to check up on them and it was this guy. And then the person who was doing the screening was another female and she slept with him. Would you be okay with that private investigator sleeping with him before you got the chance to sleep with him? Yeah, because he had exes before me, right? <laughs> he had women he was sleeping with before me, right? He probably sleeping with someone I don't even know about. I know about this one. Yeah. And she said it was a good go. Let's do it. I'll be excited. I'll make sure I get the extra special panties that night. What? No. Okay. <laughs> Very special. Very interesting. Special. Twist. <laughs> Very interesting. Special. Reach for the stars, oh, Dory. God. Reach for the stars. And I will land among some penis. Yes, that's what I say. Yeah. You know what? If you can't reach the moon, at least land among some dick. Yes. That should be a, mm-hmm. that you should get that on a t shirt. Right. You should get that on a t shirt, Dory. Put that on there and start selling that as a merch. <laughs> reach for the moon. And if you don't make it, at least you'll land on some dick. Yes. I think that's a great quote. I think so, too. Ladies and gentlemen and everybody in between. Today I have with me a very special and fabulous guest. She is the co-host of Damn That's Funny podcast. Yes, sir. With Ishmael Gaynor. Uh, you've seen her all around town. She was a finalist in the Yes Comedy Festival. I mean, she's performed everywhere, so well-known, so hilarious. Please welcome the ever-so-talented Dory Dimples. Hello, guys. I'm really happy you're here. Thanks so Thank much for having so me. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on Oh Oscar. We're going to get started. I want to talk a little bit about your background in comedy and how you got started. So, Dory, why comedy? Um, Because I've always been like a funny person. For some reason, I could like find something to connect with people. I'm really quick on my feet. Like I'm good at roasting. I'm great at talking shit. So I just figured like, you know what? I want to do this. Let's get serious about it. Um, It was probably like maybe 2012. I started thinking about it, uh, doing it. And then something happened that I had to leave Florida and I came to New York and I didn't start until 2018, August. So, yeah. And it was actually me being in jail for the second time that year. Um, And I realized this isn't my life. I need to do something better. I always wanted to pursue comedy and literally like maybe two days after I got out of jail, I went to Creek in the Cave, did my first open mic and haven't stopped. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was really. Yeah. 2018 was definitely the year of uh, going to jail. So. Was it like. It was awful bullshit, too. It was my job. 
threw me in jail because they said I stole a phone from the freaking job when my job was to answer the damn phone and to get rid of me. They locked me up. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn, girl. Yeah. It was a it was it was a tow truck company. Fuck that tow truck company. Fuck that tow truck company. I hope, you, I hope you get a lien and lose all your tow trucks. The fuck that tow truck company. You ain't. Don't worry. They're. I'm highly doubt they're, they're listening there. to this. Or I know they not. They probably gonna, are. They low key stalking me because they miss me. But it's all good. Fuck y'all. I love it so much. <laughs> but now let me ask you something. During though, like during previously to 2018, right? Mm-hmm. You were in New York City. Was there kind of like this thought that you wanted to do stand-up comedy yes. and you just didn't have the time or the options? Like what was the thought process of b- before you got into comedy? Um, it was more, it was definitely studying it from what I thought was studying it, like going to more comedy shows, watching more comedy specials and stuff like that. Um, getting the nerve to speak is I have really bad stage fright, which most people really? would not think, right? I really have really bad stage fright. Oh my which God, is, I love this. Yeah. So I started to go to like um, public speaking and um, I want to say Magnet Theater. They had like little free improv classes that I would do and to get me like loosen up and stuff like that. And from the improv, I'm like, you know what? Just do it. And then somehow I just never really, with my job at the time, it was such long hours with the tow yeah. truck. It just really didn't allow it. And then once I lost the job and I was getting unemployment, I just started. I was like really full time into comedy until I'm like, oh, this shit don't pay. You need a job too, bitch. So. <laughs> Girl, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> yeah, it and- wasn't like the takeoff that, it, you know, life hits you like, oh, this is a process. This is a slow process. Oh, grime. it's a very slow grime. process. Yeah. yeah, it's a slow grind. Yeah. Yeah. People need to just remember to like, including myself, just need to chill. Trust the process, unfortunately. Trust the process. Yeah, I know. So you kind of like conquered stage fright through comedy. Do you remember like some of the first jokes you told? Oh my gosh, yes. I still miss them. When I was like, I was a third generation side chick. Oh, I still like that brand a little bit. You know, I just, I still kind of do. I really do. But it just like, doesn't look good on like my mom and my grandma. But they really were, you know. Let me ask you something though. Let me ask you something. What? When you go to these shows, who's going to know who your grandmother and your mother are when you're performing for six people at a bar out by JFK? Let's be honest. Here. You're right. I you're right. But it's just putting, I guess, the karma out there. You get what I'm saying? Or like the family. I don't know. I don't want everyone. I mean, I talk about my family. My family's like, whatever. I mean, I don't think my mother would approve of some of the... Actually, my mother wouldn't approve of not... Actually, my mother would probably not approve of anything that I do in comedy. But I will say, like, I I talk about it because it's my life. Right, that is true. You know, it's my life. And Lord knows that, like, now when you get on TV or if you do, like, a late night set, it has to be very personal oh yeah and personal so it has to be clean so it's not like i'm gonna get up there and be like boy is my anus tired by the way my mother says hello (laughs) like no one like you know yeah i yeah i and that's another thing i have been trying to work on more clean and like different things besides talking about sex but i like sex we all do 
And I was a good we all at do. one point. So you've enjoyed your comedy journey so far. Yes, I have to say overall, yes, I have. With the ups and the downs, the trials and tribulations, yes. Yeah. This is one of the few things I've actually stuck with. I enjoy the people I've met along the way. Um, I've actually formed some true friendships, even though, because I'm weird about people and I'm weird about friends. I don't like letting people in and I've let a few people in and they've actually, you know, stuck through and I'm thankful for that. And the fact that now at year four, going into five, I'm seeing the potential. There's more to just standing up on the stage. There's the writing the aspect. Right. There's acting aspects. There's just different aspects to generate revenue. So I really want to tap into that more and you know, definitely sharpen my writing skills. That's good. Yeah. So Well, you have good stage presence. Thank you. You know, you're definitely a presence on stage. Thank you. So, you know, I think it all just comes together when we really hunker down and focus. Yeah. No, yeah. but I love that. I really Thank enjoyed you. your your journey into comedy Thank and you. how you got started and uh, and where you've uh, where you've come to. All right, we are going to move on to the main uh, portion of the podcast and mm-hmm. that is I get to ask my guests uh, what their first queer experience was. So, oh, Oscar. Dory Dimples, oh, what Oscar. was your first gay experience? But the first one I want to talk about is this girl in high school. Her name is Fatima. And it was so crazy. I went to an all-girls school, but she she wasn't at my school. She was my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend. Okay, hold on a second. I need need one of those lucid charts. So my boyfriend. Boy, okay, Dory, boyfriend. Right, Dwayne. Brother. Sandino. Girlfriend. Yes. Okay. So Sandino and Dwayne. Separation by three. Yes. Sandino and Dwayne always used to be like, you know, be careful with her because, you know, she like girls, she'll turn you out. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, whatever. Wait, so your brother's, your boyfriend's boyfriend's brother knew she was bisexual? Yeah. Yeah. They knew. And they knew I'm like a little, I'm a little sometime-ish, you know? So, but at that, honestly, I was always been bisexual. I've always liked both. Um, and some something came with another and we were hanging out. And I was like, we had went to the mall. And I was like, oh, come back to my place. And she came back to my place. I think my mom almost caught us. But we were just saying like we were trying on clothes or something like that. That's why we were naked. But I'm telling you, like, have you ever had somebody that you think like being with that person, everyone after that will be just as good or amazing? She was that good. Like, she was just so passionate and, like, willing to teach me. And just, it was just so good, you know? And, like, we had, we kept it a secret from them for a little bit. But I guess after a while, they put two and two together. Cause she was, like, always coming over to my house and, you know, spending the night and stuff like that. So it was just, uh, oh, yeah. When it's, yeah. Uh, when there's overnights. Yeah. Yeah. The questions start to come. Yeah. Mm hmm. And, like, always together after that. And I saw her a few years later and, like, Maybe at least 10 years later, I saw her again at the same wall where we first, you know, and I just saw her and I just gave her a big hug and I was just like, thank you, girl. It was just, it was just really nice. You know, I've been with other women, but like just nothing like with her. And the fact that I even tried to share her with like my new boyfriend and it didn't work out. I'm just like, no, she's mine. Like she was just too good at sex. She's like, she just, everyone she was with, she just hypnotized. Now, let me ask you, did you have an emotional connection to her or do you think it was purely physical? No, it was emotional because, I mean, it was talked on the phone, hanging out, like we're dating brothers. They're both Jamaican douches, like, you know, 
Now that's so interesting. Yeah, it was so dope. Now, we don't have to go into it, but mm. the experience that you had when you were younger, mm. that experience, was that kind of like a precursor in understanding who you were to then be able to explore with Fatima? No, I just felt like I just wanted to see what the girl smelled like. <laughs> I, I just wanted to see like, oh, okay, you have a nice smell. <laughs> I just literally put... <laughs> we're at a school play and I just yeah put my hand and I just wanted to see what she smelled like and that was it <laughs> <laughs> so you in your school play decided to put your hand down another girl's under mm-hmm. garments mm-hmm. Take it out and be like, oh, so that's what you smell like. Okay. I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I heard (laughs) correctly. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I don't, I can't tell you the rhyme or reason, but I remember doing that. Yeah. I feel like I've always been the aggressor now that I'm looking at it. Have you? (laughs) Except for Fatima. She got me and I like when people get me, but yeah, I'm definitely, when people get me, I like that, but I've tend to look after somebody like I want you I want to do you during that time that you were with Fatima Mm -hmm. has anything kind of changed mentally or psychologically for you that has then allowed you to be more open about who you are and was there anything that happened during that time that kind of finally clicked as to this is something that you're open to and that being bisexuality um, I always think I had a thing for girls, always. And I think that just is like, yeah, girls, you do like girls too, just as much as you like guys. Okay. So, yeah. And actually thinking about being with her, she, I hate to say it, made me want to be really good at sex. Really? Yeah. And I now, think that with girls or guys everybody, or everybody? Everybody. Like I have to be in your top three. Really? Yeah. No matter if it's orally, you know, playfully, like vagina wise, whatever. I have to, my goal was to be in someone's like, you're always going to remember me. You're always going to want this. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse. Ooh. Yeah, I, just I that. like yeah, so that. Bad. So bad. So bad. You want, you want to be fucking memorable. Yeah. Yeah. See what I did there? Fucking, fucking memorable. memorable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was, and I realized that I was like, yeah, that was my thing, and I, I don't know if I even cared really about the relationships I was in because I was such a cheater. So I don't oh, even really? know. Like, oh yeah, everyone had to get this. You had to know. You needed to be blessed with Dory. You need to know what I had to you offer. You know what though? That's some good confidence right there. It Smagins of the cockiness, but it's good confidence. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your first gay experience. Thank you. Miss Dory Dimples. We are going to uh, skedaddle to the next segment, and that is Dick's Appointed. Oh, I would love to ask you, do you have a wild and crazy, maybe embarrassing hookup story you'd like to share? Yeah, I've been fucking for a while. But I had this one gentleman that he was so nice, and he was just like, 
what they would call uh, somebody who's just like overly loving right away. What is that word? Like a love smother you with love they oh, love something uh, he's um uh, yeah. whatever overly yeah. whatever that and I over was, affectionate yes one yeah. of those but there's another word that they use for it i can't think of it right now um, yeah. so you psycho know, exactly yeah um and he was like no i just really want to take a time and i'm just like wow he we waited like three months and i was surprised like wow what is going on i just thought he was just really respectable and I'm like, wait, does he have the cooties? I was like, this is weird, you know, especially back then. It was like after a week, we're fucking honestly back then with me. Maybe even after that night. Well, listen, but <laughs> it was three months and Are I should have sure known- you're not a gay man, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> there are just clear signals throughout this entire episode where I'm like, oh, she's a gay man. <laughs> so bad. Um, and it's like, okay. We're about to do it, and I'm, like, super excited about it. And I'm like, yeah, because I really have feelings for him. I'm like, I really like this guy. I'm like, yes, it's about time. And he's like, oh, I'm just having a little problem with the condom. And I'm like, oh, okay, you need me to help? He's like, no, 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 I got it. And I'm like, another, like, 10 minutes go on. I'm like, damn, his dick must be really big, you know? He's struggling with this fucking condom like shit. Now, wait, was he behind you? Were you were what? How is this working? He was, like, sitting on the bed. Right. And like off to like, you know, and I'm just laying there like, okay, you know, yeah. no, I'm like, first of all, this is weird because guys usually are kneeling in front of me so I can see it, you right. know, you know, that's how it normally yeah, goes. Cage it. Right. Yeah. Seeing if the carry on actually fits in the holder. Well, everything about it was uh, just seemed very weird because nothing like how a normal guy comes about it. And the reason why is his dick was so fucking small. It was like a fucking snow globe. You know how you have something in the snow globe, which was his dick, and then the condom was that bubbled. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I got up and I left. And then the, the thing about it is, I thought it was maybe me being the wrong person I am. And I mean, that was it. His name was Leon. Never seen him again, never whatever. My friend came across him. She said, I thought it was me. She said, yes, his dick was that fucking little. But she went ahead through with it. And she was like, I didn't feel anything the whole time. And then like the condom got stuck in her because the dick couldn't hold the fucking condom. Could you imagine? What the fuck is this? Yeah, but you got to feel bad for him a little bit. No. You know, you got to no. feel it bad a little. sense why you being so nice because you know you ain't have nothing to fucking offer. So ever since then, that cursed me too. I don't want no man that's nice to me. That means you ain't got no dick. See? You, you see think how? so? <laughs> the, the last nice man I thought that was nice, another little dick motherfucker just cheated with the little dick. So don't be mean to me. Kick me out your car. Make me pay for the fucking bill. Okay? The sex is going to be with a big dick. Sorry. See? It's just oxymorons. You are like, <laughs> I will pay for my dinner in order just to get the good dick. Yes. Yeah. Learned a little bit mm -hmm. today. Dory, dimples. <laughs> I've learned a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing uh, a few of your no sexual encounters. We are going to move on to one of my favorite segments, and that is the GADHD Wheel of Q&A.
what's now the, what's the dhd because i'm not good with this abbreviated shit i'm sorry it's adhd but because i'm gay it's gay dhd copy all right i'm with you that's how i did <laughs> after she literally just talked about d for the past <laughs> hour I didn't get. I, shut up. Okay. All right. So you're gonna spin this <laughs> mm-hmm. hard, okay. and then we'll answer some questions. Go ahead. There you go. And then we'll look. <laughs> what is one of the funniest jokes that you've heard from another comic, famous or non-famous? Um, JJ Matisse. Shout out to JJ Matisse. She has this one when she's talking about being the seventh person in an orgy at a sex party. And, like, at that time, she comes late. Everybody's already, like, buddied up. And she's going around kissing them on their back and talking about, hey, um, there's some shrimp in the kitchen. (laughs) Hey, whenever you guys are, you know, there's some shrimp. That shit. Just because, you know, I could fully see me doing some shit like that. That's a great fucking So joke. it's just to be like, and how she says it with her cadence and everything, it's just like, I freaking love it. That, to me, I love right now. That's one of my favorites right now. All right, spin it again. Ooh, all right. Dory, what is a guilty song pleasure? Now, this is a song that it you. would be embarrassing for people to hear you listen to. Okay, it's Taylor Swift. Um... Damn. Wait, I know it. Oh my gosh. It's Taylor Swift when she's with the guy. I want to Google it and play it real quick. You don't understand. Can I do it? Would you let me do it real quick, please? Cause I do it. it. Go do thank it. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's from her 1989 album. 1989? <laughs> yes. That's right. Taylor Swift, 1989. Blank Space. I don't know that song. You know I'm not good with it, but it's just, yeah. It's it's really good. It's something about the blank space and the guy goes crazy. I'll play the song after so you can hear it because you're going to freaking love it. I mean, if it's anything what you just harmonized. It's such a good we song. We can hold off on that. <laughs> It's such a good song. I can't think of it we right now, but I know when uh, I hear it, I mean, I'll know it. So busy right after oh this. Oh my god! Yes. Uh, spin it again. I love that song though. Okay, spin it. Okay, spin it harder. You guys, every do you hard, we get to that thing. Dory, what would you do as a career if it wasn't for stand-up comedy? Be a dominatrix. Really? Yes. I think I'm gonna get into it for real though. I think I have enough anger against white men, white straight men. Let me be specific, white straight men that I don't mind whipping them and telling them, yeah, that's why your balls are so small. A grape is bigger than it. Kiss my fucking feet. You're going to be a little bit angrier. I'll probably be, trust me, thinking about my old boss, yeah, with the whip. Yeah. I could see you doing it. I think so. And I love getting dressed up. I realize that. I should just wear lingerie. Anything to just wear lingerie and have my cheeks hanging out. I don't want to be a stripper. Sorry. No. Because then I've seen how they grab strippers. So no. OnlyFans? <sighs> Is that still a thing? Yeah. I, I know people they... who make a lot of money off of OnlyFans. Hmm. Let me tell you something. I know this queen. Lives in Hell's Kitchen. He made so much money by 
literally sitting in a jockstrap on his couch with an erection, smoking a cigarette. That's it. That's it. That's it. No sexual, no touching, no nothing. That's how he made money. Now, granted, it wasn't like millions of dollars, but bitch was able to pay her rent for a while. See, I don't know why I'm so shy about certain things. Girl, you ain't shy about sharing your sexual conquests on this podcast. I don't mind that. Because that's the old me, you know? That's the old you? Yeah, I don't know what the new Dory's about to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten? Hell no, I can't stand (laughs) (laughs) All right, spin it one last time, Dory. So you yelled at me enough that... Oh my God, look at that. You landed on... (laughs) Ask Oscar a question. Ask Oscar a question. Um, let me see here. What do you love the most about being Oscar? Oh, uh, I stand up for things when I think something is not right. Okay. Okay. I will do my best to stand up and say something or do something when I think something is not right. And that is that can be very small from like someone cutting in line to me or getting bad service at a restaurant or, you know, calling out a nurse or a doctor for acting inappropriately. You know, I'll give you an example. My boyfriend had to go to the emergency room and he was having some problems, you know, with his back. And so we took him to the emergency room. And he's sitting there and he's allergic to peanuts. And, you know, I'm telling the nurse, I'm t- mm. we're telling the nurse he's allergic to peanuts. Tell, he tells the doctors we're allergic to peanuts. I'm, he tells the doctors he's allergic to peanuts. He tells the nurse he's allergic to peanuts. Literally, it is like written and verbalized. And when they bring around snacks, and I don't know if it was a doctor or a nurse, they give him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh, now, no. Luckily... My boyfriend was not on any type of medication that would have made him drowsy to not know or understand what he was about to eat. Mm. But you better believe me. I called the hospital the next day and I gave them the biggest piece of my mind. And I mean the biggest piece of my mind. I always thought if I didn't do stand up comedy, I would do like a help me Howard kind of thing on Mm. TV. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'm very much like, no, nah, we're not da, letting da, that da. fly. Right. Hmm. No. Really good. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it's like I stand up very much for things that I believe in. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's what I'm very much happy about myself. Good. Even though like, you know, I let everybody else walk all over me. But, you know. Don't we all? That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why I try to be a bitch these days. Fuck yeah. Me. I know. Dory, thank you so much for Thanks coming for on. Me. This was oh, so Oscar. great. This was absolutely delightful. Where can listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Oh Damn That's Dory, Facebook, Dory Gabrielle or Dory Dimples. I have a few shows coming up. I have a show tonight at Broadway Comedy Club at 7. Uh, Pinko de Gallo. I'm butchering that. I know. 
Uh, and I'm just out and about. I'm around. I have a show in Strasbourg on Saturday. So I'm here, there, and everywhere. Catch Wait, up and with. people can catch you and look for your shows on your Instagram? Yes. Everything's on my Instagram, on my stories, or on my main page. Fabulous. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you so much for Thanks. coming. Oh, this Oscar. is great. I love this. This is great. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you. Thanks all for listening. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I will uh, chat with you all next week. Bye. 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 